Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's Star Wars week. Why is it Star Wars week, you ask? It's because Disney owns everything and there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> right. uh, welcome to you, Dale Driver. Hello. And to you, Matt Persler. Hi. Thank you for joining me Do we once need again. Star Wars names. <laughs> I want, there's got to be a generator. Isn't it just like... If you reverse your name, I feel like you've got a Star Wars name, like Elad. I'm looking it would up. Would be a Star Wars. Elad is good, actually. Yeah. But then uh, surely I become Tam, and that means I work for Gamespot now. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be Eod Schleberks, which oh, actually is kind of good. You definitely were that out before several times. Not as a Star Wars name. I just know that that's yeah, yeah. my name backwards. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to look up Star Wars no name idea. generator. Uh, do you know what? Off the top of my head, I cannot do what Driver is backwards. So I'm going to have to write it down. Write it down. Name generator. Revid. Revid. So Elad Revid. Again, <laughs> actually kind of good. Oh, this is for Star Wars The Old Republic. Oh, this isn't letting me put my own name in. This is just... Den West Stickbot. <laughs> Pax Jov Bullhut. Nick JD Cave Sale. Oh Come on. God. It's just coming up with random syllables. I mean, Star Wars names are terrible yeah. pretty much across the board I agree uh, <laughs> and there's a few of them in The Mandalorian which we have now watched through non-illegal we think mm. means uh, we've we found a VPN that worked yeah. and so we've seen the first two episodes of Mandalorian we have we're not going to spoil them not even the end of the first one wait Really? Because that's kind of a key part we of the have, second one. But we have to we have to account for the fact that there will be people who haven't seen it and won't see it right. until March. We, should we do a timer, maybe? Because it feels like it's hard to talk about without. Let's talk about it in general for a okay. bit, All right, okay. so that everyone can have a bit, and then we'll we'll do spoiler bit okay. later. All right. Go on then. <laughs> you start. <laughs> uh, well, maybe you. Sh- Someone else should start because I, I don't think thought, I'm as hot on it as everyone else is. Yeah, I thought, um, so I watched the first episode, we, we watched it together, and my initial reaction was that it felt weird. Mm. Like, it kind of cannons quite violently from really high production value, like very cinematic, quite Western looking stuff, to occasionally looking very TV yes. and acting very TV. And then there's also Werner Herzog in it, which is <laughs> Just amazing. I'm so happy yeah. Werner Herzog's doing it's stuff weird. like Apparently this now. Apparently he's never watched a Star Wars film. Uh, or knows who Jon Favreau is. Yeah. He likes WrestleMania, though. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I yeah. mean, <laughs> it's whether he likes it or whether he uses it to keep up with the ceaseless trawl of human <laughs> degradation. <laughs> that uh, was very... That ended. I know. Very good. I get that bit I can do with the nation. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like... The first episode didn't have me fully convinced. I mm. liked it, and there is a twist that we'll talk about later yeah. that I think is actually quite exciting and yes. fun. Uh, the second episode properly sold me on it. I okay. really liked it. It's 10 minutes shorter than the first episode, which at first I was a bit worried about, but it turns it into this like weird little self-contained 
like action Def- movie definitely felt like a mini adventure but yeah without spoiling it it felt like video gamey to me so that's almost part of the thing that i quite like yeah about oh, it felt very much like this to move to progress you have to complete this quest first yeah so, there is an overarching structure which i don't think is a spoiler to talk about which is that there's a there's some sort of mandalorian ritual ritual about getting back beskar steel which is yeah. clearly the best steel which is probably why it's best, best car. car. <laughs> it's um, like an Obtanium style it name. It really things. is. <laughs> uh, and whenever the Mandalorian finds some, he apparently brings it back and has it turned into a piece of armor. So there's this proper RPG element to yeah. this this TV show where presumably we're going to see him get better and better armor well, all the, the way through. I think some of the um, like promotional material has shown him in very shiny, very lovely armor. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously at the start, he has... Uh, just a helmet. Just, and then, just, the, yeah. the helmet is nice condition. The rest of it is very almost Boba Fett looking, right? It's very yes. scraped up. It's not looking we, at its see best. It's him repairing it as yeah. well yeah. several mm-hmm. times, actually. Um, I thought it was odd that he used his first piece to make a shoulder... Well, that's because he only has one piece. I mean, he could save up. I'd make a knee pad first. Would you? Like I feel like that's more important than your shoulder. Do you, do you, like, do you, do you think like people it? are aiming at your knees? You're probably going to get a headshot. But if you take one in the shoulder, you, you, that's not going to hurt you as much as taking one in the knees. If, you, if it takes the also, arm that you can shoot with. Think of the skids you can do on your knees. If you <laughs> yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about like, what if the Mandalorian does Thai boxing? A lot of knees. <laughs> yeah. He's big knees up in people's heads. Knees and bows. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Nice. Swing and bows obviously, at people. Obviously, it wasn't a big enough piece to do a chest piece because yeah. obviously mm-hmm. that's what you would go for. That's going to be the last bit, isn't yeah. it? He gets a cool big Mandalorian yeah. chest but bit. It's not matching now, and that I think that would. I quite that's like, cooler. I like that mismatch. Yeah, yeah. that's very Monster Hunter. <laughs> uh, but that really works for me. This idea that we're going to see him like build into a good Mandalorian by yeah. the end of it. Because the other thing is, he's a bit shit <laughs> like, compared to Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Although actually, Boba Fett, Boba Fett did literally fall into a giant. Yeah, he just fell off, I think. He's just an idiot. Um, But there's also, there's a lot kind of talked about, or a lot lot hinted at at the idea of the Mandalorians being this, like, warrior religion, and never going into too much exposition about it, which I'm also enjoying, because it feels like, I don't know too much about the extended universe stuff they've done with them before, so it feels like teasing out little bits about what this race is, and I'm, I'm really enjoying that feeling of... Yeah, the galaxy the, the gang ca- filled in. The characters in. around him just drop it in casually because they know what it is, but then they just make references to it every now and again. Yeah. I'm enjoying that aspect of learning. Yeah, This to me feels like what a Star Wars story as a subtitle meant when they first announced it. So when they Rogue One did it a bit, but I have my own feelings yeah. about Rogue One, but it also does a big job of like, here's how it affects everything you've already seen. And Solo's very much that as well. Yes. Whereas this feels like... It's just out there. And he was around, Yeah, but he's not touching everything you know and getting his fingers into the stories you know and messing up those plots. Literally, the connections are, every now and again, someone might mention the Empire or something Mm. like that, and that's it. They're just people who live in this world, but have got no connection to the Skywalker family whatsoever, which Rogue One and Solo Story, you know, they'd always connect back to Yeah, and like the connective work it is doing is filling in the gaps between four and five. Yeah. Which... No, 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 isn't six, it? Six, and six and seven. seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that I really like as well because you just get tiny feelings about, okay, so the Empire is around, but it's dead, but they're yeah. holdouts, and this is somehow going to become the First Order eventually. And yeah. all those things, that those little like 
drops of info I'm really liking putting together. Mm. Um, you didn't like episode two as no, much. No, I think saying didn't like it strong. Like didn't I like just, it as much. I as I came in and Al especially was saying how much he loved it, and other people were saying they loved it, and I said I liked it, but I still feel like something's missing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a great TV show to me right now. It just feels like something cool in the Star Wars universe that I'm interested in. So you, think, you don't think someone who didn't already have investment in Star Wars would care if they um, watched it? I'm not sure. I can't really put myself in that mindset. I almost think there's a, an element of it where... So if I was to take that home to show my parents who have latent interest, I will watch them if I'm around, but don't follow Star yeah. Wars. I think they'd enjoy it because there's no need for my dad to remember certain things that happened in sure. certain episodes. Yeah. It's actually, it doesn't require a lot of investment in Star Wars. Mm. And actually, like, I think it's probably nothing too bad to say that the second episode is very comedic-led. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, A, Star Wars definitely does have its elements of comedy, and Absolutely. this very much relies on that. But also, like, I think that's why I enjoyed episode two so much, because it's not just a story about the Mandalorian and all the mystery that goes into that race. It's actually just a really good bit of physical comedy. Yeah, yeah. and there's loads of Jawas in it. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think we've really suffered since episode four for the lack of Jawas <laughs> in Star Wars. I, I, started, I got to the point, which I often do with Star Wars, I start asking too many questions about the worlds and the lore and mm. stuff and then realise it's Star Wars probably just don't think about this too much. Well, like, I assume they're not on Tatooine, otherwise I feel like it would have been no, a not. point made. But so Jawas have like intergalactic travel? They're yeah, not- I reckon those sand crawlers can blast off. <laughs> yeah. Someone what at the need? Yeah, exactly. Someone at the front goes, What do you need? And pulls a massive lever with his entire body weight. And it just And if it's off. not that, then it means they're they come with every they're a what am I looking for the inhabitants of every planet they're just like every desert planet there's like fucking space bugs scattered by (laughs) some comet across the galaxy Jawas just turning up and nicking your stuff but like I said then I also remembered that every planet in Star Wars is just one biome and that's it anyway that's sci-fi anyway probably shouldn't worry about that sort of thing too much (laughs) you sound so angry about the the single biome planets (laughs) it's mad isn't it you've now put it into my head the idea of like Jawas coming in on spaceships and trying to negotiate with like immigration and just like oh I, I need to know where your papers are <laughs> it's pretty good I can do Herzog you can do Jawas what are you bringing to the table mate uh, nothing apparently. you've got Mandalorian stoicness I can do that I can do the silence yeah, yeah. easy you can just uh, say things like go away <laughs> which I thought, you do every um, day to I, thought me. Was, I thought the second episode was good fun um we're not talking spoilers, but the new the character that's been established, well, I really love. I think we could do this now, okay? okay? So if you have watched it, and we're not going to ask how, you're probably American yeah. or Australian. That's fine. Oh, All the UK people turn away. off. Um, we're going to speak for exactly five minutes okay. in three... Well, wait, no, I should you explain what you do. <laughs> I'll set the timer after this, and then you can skip exactly five minutes, and we will have finished talking about spoilers, promise. Yep. All right, so you've got three, two, one... Can you imagine being at this point on the internet and not knowing what Baby Yoda is? (laughs) Yeah, I know, but we've got to be careful. We've got to be the nice guys because there's so many not nice guys out there. He is insanely cute. I love him. He's adorable. Is it he or she? Well, it for the moment. Also, the fact that it's actually a physical prop in that world adds so much. It's just, it's it's gremlins, right? It's it's, it's It's gizmo. It's pure gizmo. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's that one shot that I've seen in a gif form where he just, he peeked around the door and he just did a little soft wink. Oh my God, my heart melted. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the bit where he keeps getting out, uh, like, 
toddling towards to him, <laughs> trying oh. to do his repairs. I thought he was trying to do the force. Yeah, yeah. just trying to use it's the great. force. Oh, that moment where where he does do the force bit yeah. and stops the. And I don't know what that creature is. Horn or big horn. Yeah. Or- and he knackers Rhino himself guy. out has to go yeah. and have a nap yeah that's it it's like, imagine if, the, if Obi-Wan had to do have a nap every time he did some stuff I love it but I think there's a great dynamic between like how stoic like the Mandalorian is and how like serious and mm. business like is and then you've just got this wacky little green frog also, next yeah. to also just, who eats frogs yeah and I, I, yeah I forgot about that it's so good that scene I just I like yeah I do like the Mandalorian as well the guy himself Mando whatever mm. we're going to call him Pedro he Pedro. does have a name doesn't he he, he has an official name yeah. um I- I, I really like that bit. Someone described the the Jawa Sandcrawler thing as basically like comedy Mad Max, yeah. and it really is yeah, like yeah, him yeah, climbing yeah. all over that thing as it zooms along, and he's just missing rock edges and yeah. stuff. But Jawa's just getting <laughs> fucked up, like, <laughs> just blowing him up, just completely oh, pulverized. When he first started blasting Jawas, I kind of lost concentration for a second and hadn't noticed that what they were doing was to his ship. Yeah. So I thought he'd come over a ledge and just started killing oh, Jawas right. out of nowhere. And I was like, wow, they're really going in on the yeah. dark Mandalorian stuff. Like, it's weird. But it is wonderful to have all of that happening and then you've just got Baby Yoda's little crib just trundling along behind. Yeah. Just thought, on like the oh, tether. Oh yeah, when he's, when he's on the chase as well, yeah. he's hanging off the side of it as well mm. and, like, and the baby is still <laughs> flying me on. And I was like, probably could have told him just hang back. I've yeah. got this. It is cool that he's got that like mega pram. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really, useful the thing i really like about their dynamic is it's almost like it's a bit like leon but without the creepy weird shit yeah, in there's, it. And there's also, no implied pedophilia like, no dialogue whatsoever yeah as well it's just it's just glances exchanged yeah. at all times well the first i noticed as i was watching it was like oh wait are they going to do a full silent episode but it, it's 10 minutes of that episode have yeah. no dialogue of, of well no human dialogue yeah, anyway yeah. you get Jawas yeah. and if they were translated I bet it would be the filthy only, the only person really talking is I don't know his name but the um, I have spoken man that's mm-hmm. Nick Nolte playing yeah. him what yeah that's insane <laughs> I really like him I'm sad yeah. that he might not be in it again because yeah. he's but I do like the idea that we're going to have a I do like the idea we're going to have this show where people pop up and they're really good and they don't outstay their welcome yeah. And then that's it. It's just we're following the stoic guy and the crazy yeah. frog baby. <laughs> and by the time it's ended, they'll have met a load of mates who maybe all come together at the end for a big fight, yeah. which would be great. I mean, we know Giancarlo Esposito, is that his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, from Gus from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in it, right? And he's probably going to be the bad guy. Yeah, he'll be almost like, like the general hooks of yeah. this one, won't he? Oh, so I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for him to show up. And it feels odd that in an eight-episode series that they haven't really established that yet. Do we fully know that it's eight episodes? Because I, I, I keep I don't saying know, that I've and I'm not sure. Well, it's it's got to be eight to ten. It's done by the end of the year, right? So... Yeah. I think we've not got a lot of time left. Also, I can only imagine like I can imagine Werner Herzog only popping up for like one or more episode or something when he goes to turn in his bounty Mm -hmm. or something. Apart from anything else, would you really want like this morbid German man (laughs) hanging around on set for that long? It would be really sad. Get everyone down. The little interview he did where he was talking about Baby Yoda is like it's heartbreaking. (laughs) (laughs) It's heartbreakingly beautiful. I imagine looking at that puppet and going, "It's heartbreaking." That's the weirdest response. 
on. He is a heartbreaker, to be fair. Really? Do you reckon? Yeah. Well, um, my wife has no interest in Star Wars whatsoever, will not watch Mandalorian, but I've shown her gifts of Baby Yoda and she's into that. So, <laughs> but during work, I just get every now and again send her a new gift of Baby Yoda and she's loving it. He is like the breakout star of this year. He's very much the new, like, Haley Joel Osment <laughs> on the scene. He's going to grow up in a few years and be really ugly and everyone's going to be like, ugh, remember when he was cute? That, that was great. Yeah. We've got 20 seconds. Say something spoilery. Oh, God. Um, I can't think of anything. Do you think it's weird that people online react and said, uh, it's not actually Yoda? It's a different... Like, obviously. He hasn't got a species name. <laughs> it's not... I, I did initially think they were called Dagobans, but they're not, are they? That's just where he hung no, out. That's where he, mm. yeah, he hid. Anyway, we've got two seconds left. And... We're back. Hey. Thanks for bearing with us if you haven't yeah. watched The Mandalorian. Uh, we got it all out of our systems and that's it now. Yeah. Anything else to say about The Mandalorian that can't spoil it? I don't think so. Um, I like what my doubts about certain aspects of it I've got to say I absolutely love the style of it and I'm yes. big into that. I'm big into the music as well. Just the presentation in general. The music really took good. a while for me but second episode it really got there yeah. also do you know who's doing it he's done everything Ludwig oh, Göransson Ludwig Göransson yes so he did oh what was it Gav was texting me about it the other day actually but, yeah so <laughs> me and Gav were talking about this and I'd forgotten that he's the guy that wrote the tune to Redbone by Childish that's Gambino right, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all him I want to hear that pop up in the moment. <laughs> that'd be great right next Star Wars thing Jedi Fallen Order I've heard of it I it is it. a weirdly divisive game. Yes. Not outwardly on IGN, you wouldn't know that. No. Um, because I think a lot of our US colleagues played it first, or before us, and we gave it an A9. Nine. Nine. Yeah. Um, and then we've done a sort of review roundup from a lot mm. of other people giving their mini reviews, which is a new format we're trialing out. Dan Stapleton, our reviews editor, would love your feedback in the comments, by the way. Um, that's genuinely <laughs> true. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that like, go murder him. Um but everyone on that gave it an eight or above as well. Mm. But I, I've mostly heard less enthusiastic things from people, I think. Uh, Matt, you've, you've finished it, haven't you? So I am very close to the end, or at least yeah. what feels like getting to the wrap-up stage. I've got, like, the MacGuffins sorted out. Right. right. The McClunky. The McClunky. <laughs> McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> don't ever do good noises again. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I think I probably out of all of us maybe have the, the more affinity to the FromSoft games, which yes. is mm -hmm. quite clearly where Jedi Fallen Order takes a lot of its um, like inspiration from. I, 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 for me, like, I don't really play those games, but I know a lot about them, and it feels like. They wanted to be inspired by it, but flapped it a little bit. Is it fair to say they flapped it when really what I think they're doing is just trying not, to make that more approach? Yeah, they're not trying yeah. to fuck up everyone playing their nice yeah. game. Yeah, so the one thing that it does do that I think is maybe something that's good to put out at the start is if you haven't played Fallen Order yet and like, oh shit, it's a Sekiro, don't worry. Like, there is absolutely nothing in the game that suggests that you should play it at a certain difficulty. Mm -hmm. And like, the the trophies or the achievements don't penalise you and there's nothing in the story to say sort of like, you need to be playing at normal or yes. above to yes. earn anything. Yep. If you just want to play it with the easiest combat setting, that's that's it. Like, literally, yeah. you play the game and it makes no difference. And that's what I do. Yeah. Like, I, start, I played about the first two hours on the normal, whatever mm -hmm. the normal equivalent is called. And I just, I have no desire to play those games because I am not interested in losing progress at any point. Like if it takes me back and I've lost 10 minutes, 
I'm not into that. So I was like, well, I'm putting it down in easy mode because because of that, but also I'm a Jedi. I want to feel like a badass. I want to cut through people. And for me now, it's a much, much more fun experience. Yeah, sure. I did exactly the same thing. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm the least far through of all of us, but I did exactly the same thing once you suggested I do it. Yeah. And as soon as I did it, I was like, oh yeah, now I'm a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is good. Not a bumbling idiot. <laughs> yeah. So I started on Jedi Master, which is the second highest difficulty. There's four, aren't there? Yeah. yeah. So that's like a hard. It is, yeah. That's because yeah. it is. The description is for people that are familiar with melee combat games, which yeah. I guess what it means is, are you familiar with Dark Souls? Um, and basically, I I played quite a few hours on that, but I ended up turning it down to normal, largely because I did the same thing that I did with Zelda in that I went the wrong way oh, very no. early on in the game. Same. Uh, Except it was and, easy for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it does that whole thing like what Zelda does. Um, not so much what Dark Souls tends to be a little bit more linear so you can't really get the wrong path so much in a dark souls game but it does a bit where like you have a ship and it's like okay you've done the intro planet now you can do three other planets i think it is and it's two two. yeah your objective is on one but your pilot grease is it yeah Yeah. he's like oh but you can go anywhere he literally says the words choose where you want to go it's your choice yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. but it's not your choice no no. because you go to that planet and if you're me, you just fight through everything and get to the end and you're like, oh, great. Can't do anything. There's nothing yeah, here and yeah. it didn't tell me there's nothing here. Yeah. And if you're you, you spend two and a half hours fighting people yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there is, there is you can get something from that planet very early yeah. on, which does yes. make your, yeah. and I'm, I'm not going to spoil what that is. There's enough people that have spoiled what's on that planet anyway. Um, but it did make life easier in other areas because it adds an element to your combat but yeah basically the way that the combat works is it's sort of a Sekiro system in that enemies um, that use melee attacks have a block meter and each individual strike that you perform against them reduces that block meter when you completely eliminate the block meter it gives you a window that you can do proper damage on against a stormtrooper proper damage is probably going to kill them because they're little idiots (coughs) but against someone that's a little bit better trained you're going to have to have a proper you know Sekiro like tussle and throw and it's Mm. not as deliberate as um, Sekiro is it's not got that very very distinct need for very almost like counting the frames Mm. but my problem with it is is I really like the feeling of combat, especially as a Jedi, that makes me feel like I'm disciplined and each strike is important. And I like that feeling of being a trained Jedi. But the system isn't... Because it's not as refined as what From Software From Software's games are, I find that I can't fucking find those parry windows to save my life. <laughs> like, right. if I'm in one-on-one combat, with I find when you go up against people that actually have lightsabers, that combat feels like it's what they've put the most time and refinement into. Yes. And I find that those fights feel good, and I understand where all of the windows are and stuff like that. Going up against gangs of stormtroopers, and I don't really think that combat system is designed well enough to cope with gangs of enemies yeah like if you in a game like bloodborne go up against a gang of enemies they're all well because they bloodborne doesn't have really the parrying system that sekiro has but like going up against a gang normally they're quite easy to cut your way through Mm. it's just that you have to be very deliberate about the way you approach that team okay when you fucking go up against a group of stormtroopers in this that all can block and all can basically parry yeah like it like that encounter design isn't designed anywhere near as well as it is in in FromSoft games. So you go through all of these areas where I'm I'm enjoying a lot of what it's trying to do, 
but it's not it's not refined enough to do what it wants to do. Mm. Sure. And that comes across, I feel, in almost everything it does, which means that it is a game that I am enjoying for the most part, but then quite keep getting to areas where I'm like, this is shit, why is oh. it in there? Platforming being the other bit. I think the pacing is really bad in that game. And um, like for all the, the um, notions they've made for the combat to feel like in a sort of modern take, it feels like the platforming aspect of it feels like 10 years ago. And, God. and like the sliding down, any sliding is some of the worst sliding I've ever seen in a game because you're always... Because he's not skidded. But, yeah, but how many times did you fall off the edge oh, when you every were going, time I going around them. corners and stuff and you were going in too fast? Eventually I realised I had to pull back on the analogue stick to slow down to go around corners. That doesn't feel very cool. Yeah, no, that's not fun. And also just... I feel like the Wolverine is so overdone and feel like it doesn't feel like a real world. That's, it feels like that's a level what bothers build. me. Yeah, it's the gaminess of those worlds. Yeah. Like you get places and you're like, oh, well, this is a cool looking place. And then you realise that functionally what you've got are corridors. Yes. But they just haven't got roofs on yeah. them. It feels and like it, a little big planet level. Sometimes. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know exactly how they could have done that and had as many planets because yeah. it would then become an a absolute nightmare but I would think I'd prefer a game that just had three big worlds yeah. that were designed in a way that kind of works for that rather than this weird like little fiddly map that yeah. just never feels quite right to me I, I, I like especially going from playing something like Death Stranding where despite what you think about the game like the actual like getting across the world feels like legitimate and like a real effort you know you and really you, have to plan out your route and you, you've you done know, something to get there there's real rocks in front of you that you really have to climb over and stuff like that whereas this game you like where's the path where's the object that I need to interact with where's the pushes? ridged wall yeah exactly <laughs> and then there's, there's stuff later on there's stuff on Kashyyyk I don't know if we're saying planets but yeah, that's <laughs> everyone knows Wookiees are in it okay and then there's You'll probably know what I'm doing. Those things that sort of help you jump. It's like, yeah. it's so contrived. It just feels like it's pointless. Mm-hmm. Like, there are, the I don't mind the fact, like, I am fine with the fact that it's a video game. Like, I don't mm. need it to be a simulation of a planet. No. But when I, and I know that I'm doing lots of comparing it to FromSoft's worlds, but it's like, Bloodborne is, if you stripped all of the, like, the visuals away from it, a Bloodborne level or a Sekiro level is exactly what we've got in Fallen Order. Okay. But when you put those skins on, they make them feel much more believable environments. I feel blood feel like Bloodborne and Dark Souls are built more like Doom levels than they are built like Fallen Order levels, where it's that, like, corridor, 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 big yeah. wide open space for a fight. Oh, definitely. And, yeah. like, I don't... Fallen Order hasn't felt like that to me so far. It feels it, way more like I'm just walking down like straight areas of enemies sure. yes. mm-hmm. like it doesn't feel like I have room to experiment within that stuff which yeah, I think you do in they're very much like rabbit warrens to a degree like yeah, and obviously yeah. when you open the hollow map and I do think the hollow map it's confusing at first but has merits because oh, yeah. as a um, like a metroidvania game that has been sort of like made a little bit more accessible the thing I really like is when you found an area it will put a big like yeah. red door on it say look you don't have the stuff that yep. you need to to get through here so don't even yes. bother and yellow sections to go so, to haven't looked here like yeah. I think that's a really yeah, smart mm-hmm, way to do it. I, I've yeah. seen a lot of people complain about that map, and really? so far I've been looking at it and going, 
This is great. This is I, telling me exactly I where I need to go. Matt. The first time I looked at it, it felt daunting, but now yeah. I, it's like second nature to dive. When I've tried, got to work my way back to ship, and boom, straight up, let's yeah. see where we go. And when you sort of like, it breaks the individual sections down. So it's not like this planet you've explored 80% of. It's like, yes, the planet you've explored 80% of, but you've only done 40% of this section here, yeah. and you've done 90% of this bit, and you've found all the crates here. So if you are a completionist, yeah. like that map is quite helpful. <laughs> there he is. I and am. also, I reckon it's quite an easy plan. Absolutely, mate. I know that I've already. <laughs> marked it <laughs> what are you going for and i i think yeah maybe we are being slightly negative i am having a really good time with aspects of it but all the stuff i've mentioned and also it looks like shit as well am i there the only are, one that thinks that i don't think it's a good looking no, game not i at all. think it's a game that looks like a game and it's one of those where like i've got used to star wars games especially over the last few being very high production because dice games obviously always yeah. look very very nice and so battlefront looks great and this is like, I don't think it necessarily looks shit, but it looks like a video game. Nobody's got particularly great textures on their faces. Yeah, yeah. I think his hair is actually quite good. It yeah. flaps yeah. quite a lot. I haven't seen a lot of flappy hair since SSX Tricky, Ooh. when the guy with the afro, his afro would go yeah. like Marge Simpson when he jumped off stuff. <laughs> Again, I think that's um, unfortunate that it's come straight after Death Stranding, which is yeah. just an outstandingly looking game. Like, it's just I mean, that constantly beautiful. is phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, Death and so. but some of the, I think the stuff on your your actual ship i think that all looks good like everything tight it's just the open worlds like the, it's looking at the worlds in the distance they always there's a lot crap. of a lot of fog and yeah. that fog is not very good it's not like really nice volumetric fog it's quite flat and yeah. that, quite spider-man 2 yeah. almost yeah. as if there mm. used to be stuff behind it and it kept on chugging <laughs> yeah. so but yeah, you know, to say all of that, there is something that compels me through it as say when it when it's working right i do really like it and as much as it hasn't met the mark, like it is effectively a combination of FromSoft and Tomb Raider. Yes. Two of my favorite sets of games. Mm -hmm. This fundamentally is my ideal Star Wars game. Mm. I just feel like if this sells enough and they can do another one and they don't have to tie it presumably to a film that they yeah. want to get it out yeah. before, I genuinely think this could be like an Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed 2 where yeah. the next one Absolutely. would genuinely yeah. be would really, love really good. I definitely think there's, there's ideas. Um, I would like to see... Um, them expanding more on like the upgrading the lightsaber yeah. customising your lightsaber and stuff I feel like it's quite bare bones quite basic mm -hmm. I'd also like him to have a blaster and I know that again is yeah. another bloodborne element mm -hmm. where you had a gun on the side but just being oh, yeah, able to do cool. something to sort of like you deflect someone and then you can just whip the blaster from underneath yeah. and yeah, yeah, shoot yeah. them through the chin or something um, I think it's I think for the prospects of a sequel is like just a good sign that this is called Star Wars Jedi colon yeah, Fallen yeah. Order. Like that immediately sets up the idea that this is a series that we are going to have. Like yeah. whether it's always the same thing. Well, I'd rather know, not play as Cal again. Oh, yeah, because he's he's a. a I saw someone describe him as he's Luke Skywalker made for people that didn't like how edgy Luke Skywalker was. <laughs> <laughs> that re reminds me of my favourite thing ever said about Michael Owen, which is that uh, he doesn't like vanilla ice cream because it's too spicy. <laughs> Uh, he, Cal fits into that I have to say I think it's possibly just because I saw that the real life actor was getting a ton of shit on Twitter oh, but I bad. like which is not fair he's a mm. man yeah. <laughs> he did it he did a job it's like, not his, his fault his performance capture genuinely very good I just think he's a little bit bland and mm. that's not his yes. fault that's he's the scripting directed. fault um, yeah, but his actual like lightsaber moves are great like, yeah, he yeah, uses absolutely. a lightsaber phenomenally well uh, did you see that thing going around of him saying four years ago had no idea or two years ago had no idea and it's like him at a Star Wars convention hugging a Wookiee <laughs> and then in game Cal hugging a yeah. Wookiee oh my God. which is very cool that's cool um, but 
but what I, yeah, what I was going to say is, I think I'm being very nice to him and saying like, oh, he's not that bad, just because I feel bad for the real man. <laughs> um, yeah, I I would be interested to see Star Wars yeah. Jedi as a thing, and also I will say that the, even the most vociferous haters of the game that I've come across, like that aren't maniacs on the internet, <laughs> um, have all said the ending is fantastic. Yeah. Which I'm that's what's pushing me through is yeah. I really want to know what that means, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and also it's only like what 15 20 hour game as yeah, well. It's, it's not yeah. like we've got an email hours. about that actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm pleased about that because yeah. they could have, you know, using the inspiration they got, they could have gone for a big 80 hour thing. They haven't, they've gone for the other inspiration, which is Tomb Raider, which is nice and you know, reasonably short. Keep it tight, you gotta. Yeah. Uh, are we going to talk about the Rise of Skywalker TV spot briefly? Just yeah, to keep yeah. up the Star Wars business. Yeah, it's not much to say, really. It's quite short. Isn't it's it? a thirty but, second tease. Yeah, but there's a couple of new images in there. Yeah, biggest to me is Kylo Ren's all weird red glued oh, together yeah, helmet. Yeah, because that's based on the idea of like you know, is it a, is it Japanese um, when they put together broken ornaments? Yeah, or is it China that will use the where they use gold to emphasise that the faults in oh, the item okay. are actually that's part cool. of the history of mm. it, and they make it more beautiful. So I think that's what it's based I would on. Say though. As someone who was an engineer in a previous life, mm. that, uh, that it was, it's a very clean job. I think. <laughs> he's, he's pretty good at the welding with whatever red yeah, welds he's amazing. using. It's amazing. It's so clean. I was like, geez, you've done some good polishing work on that. <laughs> it's almost like you just got it remade and just stuck a load <laughs> stuck of red a, lines over drew it. Drew some paint. red lines around yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I think that's a very cool looking image. Absolutely. And I hadn't even thought about it in those terms, and that's yeah. very cool. Uh, I think um, seeing the Vader mask was pretty cool, although we kind of knew it, what it was from the last trailer, roughly. Yeah, you got like very one frame where you could kind of see it. I'm big into the new Stormtrooper bikes with the oh, big flat is. wheels yeah. that shoot stuff out we the got, front of them. We've got big bikes and we've got horses as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice... I don't know whether it's just not looking close at the last one, but I didn't realise in the horse scene that um, BB-8's at the front, like, zooming <laughs> along with the them. Dad. It's like, yeah. is BB-8 going to kill someone? Uh, do you think the very opening bit, when it's just Poe Dameron, look at Freebo go, what are you doing there, Freebo? It sounds like he's caught him wanking or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just having one last danger wank. <laughs> <laughs> It, does, it was very weird, I thought. It was quite an odd situation. Yeah, also, I, like, stop staring at me, you little freak. It does feel like there are... That's one of those things where when we actually see the film, those two lines are going to be so far apart yeah, well, from yeah, each other. Because it, it is an odd... He's like... He says something like, oh, all the stuff we've done together. He's like... What are you doing? Like, <laughs> what are you doing, mate? What? That's weird. <laughs> What's, how's that the response to what he's just said? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I thought there's some like very some quick hints of some things that look very visually spectacular. I like the continuing return to the, what looks like the sort of Mad Maxi resistance camp. Yeah. Um, with all the, you know, coloured flare, coloured powder flares and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. That everyone loves these days. <laughs> what about the bit when they're, she's jumping off, I guess, like a Star Destroyer, like through, through the space. field into space. Yeah. And Finn is just like hanging out, leaning out. Yeah. Are we just, uh, just forgetting the rules of space completely? <laughs> well, no? I don't, I mean... I mean, we do in Star Wars anyway, but... Leia force pulled herself through space <laughs> in the last one. So. Um, but yeah, I was confused by that because the implication of the shot before where... Uh, Kylo and a bunch of Empire people like, behind him. So the seal of first broken, people. right? Yeah, it's like it yeah. bursts over them as if there's a rush of air. Yeah. But that would be a rush in the other direction. Mm. I don't know what's going on in this galaxy. <laughs> Have they got different rules it or lo- something? It looks cool. It does look very so cool. That's all I do like the idea. Oh, actually, that might not be in space because there is that shot of all the Star Destroyers 
that are seemingly above cloud cover. Oh. So oh, I isn't wonder there a Star if there's Destroyer that comes maybe. out of the water in one of the previous trailers as well. So they're obviously are on planet. So I wonder it if like space, it did it? look a bit like was space. it just a night sky? But yeah, it could yeah, just be could a night time. <laughs> it's really cold then. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I do wonder if that's maybe how they get around it. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, I think it's a good spot. You can watch cool. it on IGN. And it comes out really soon. It's mad, isn't it? It's freaking me out. I've got holiday that week now. I'm going to go crazy. And it's like the last Star Wars film we're going to get for like three years as well. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll have like 300 different TV series in that time. So I don't (laughs) think it matters anymore. It doesn't really count. Uh, Right. Dale, I believe you've brought a game for us. I did. Is it going um, to continue the Star Wars theme? It does. Time was slim. Mm-hmm. So I searched through the uh, the folder of all the games that people have sent us. Please send in more games, by the way. <laughs> yes. We've had, we should say we've had an amazingly huge response. And I know it's partly because we're giving things away. But <laughs> we've had a very gratifying response to It's Football Day. It's like an insane response. It's been very strange. Um and I hear that people at the Sports Interactive like it, which oh, really? I'm super into. They've listened to it. Someone has. Oh, that freaks me out. Yeah, PR told what me. What have I said? Uh, I don't think you said anything, Oi. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening to that. Uh, we'll, the, the people who've won that competition will find out today, or will have already found out by the time you hear this, so that's nice. Cool. Um, but yeah we do need in, yes. in <laughs> alongside the football day stuff we need new games send us your games because otherwise we're starting to fall back into playing the same ones over and over again like so. this one inside it's a UK IGN crew yeah 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 and ones and twos we got the games gonna play for you inside I got a question for you hold tight the DJ we're coming through yeah yeah and ones and twos we got the games gonna play for you inside I got a question for you in the search. So this was sent in by Andy Callan, and I want to say I didn't put the date on this, but probably about two or three months ago. Yeah, I think we played it before, and he called it "Play Your Movie Cards Right." Ooh, uh, which is oh, is this box work... office takings up and down? No, this is uh, Rotten Tomato scores. But oh, I otherwise. think we did play this. We I did, think I remember enjoying this, it. But for this purpose, it's play your Jedi's right. <laughs> right. And when I say Jedi's, I mean Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Star Wars movies didn't roll off the tongue as well. <laughs> anyway, uh, Andy Callan, he says, uh, similar to the classic player cards, right? You'll start with a movie and it's Rotten Tomatoes audience rating. Mm-hmm. You are, you'll reveal the next movie and the players take it in turn to guess if it had higher alert rating than the previous movie. There are a total of, eight, well, this is the old one. He said 10 movies, but there is actually 12, I think, of Star Wars. Every, every Star Wars movie except for The Last Jedi as well. Okay. Not Last Jedi. What's Rise the last of Skywalker. One? Rise of Skywalker, that's it. Right, so who we start with, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be Matt. Right, okay. Uh, so, right, the first <laughs> film, A New Hope. Okay, so we're going chronological then, rather no, than... we're not. Think, oh, well. It's just my order. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to tell you, uh, before I tell you what the Rotten Tomatoes got for this, mm-hmm. do you want to have a go at guessing it? Uh, I'm going to say it's lower than you think, because if we... Well, no, I don't Are know these... how Rotten Tomatoes does their critics. Yeah, so it's a critic got... one, it's not audience. But is yeah, this but... from the time of release, or does this include, like, reviews of the special editions? I, I bet no it includes idea. reassessments. Yeah. I mean, this one doesn't matter. There's no points. Mm. No, I just want to get it right. I'm going to guess it's uh, 93. I'm going to guess 87. It is 93. Nice. Yes. Okay. Right. So here's here's where we go. The next one is Rogue One. Is it higher or lower than 93? Lower. What do you think, Jay? Oh, do I get? Do I I go as well? We both go. Yeah, I would also say lower. You both think it's lower. Mm -hmm. You both are correct. It's 84%. Cool. 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 Should be lower than that. The Last Jedi. 
Mm. I think he's higher. Higher. You both think it's higher. Yeah. You're both correct again. Yes. It's 91%. Oh, yeah. so Which I, seems really, really high. But do you I remember sh- we gave it like 9.8 when it came out, I think? Oh, yeah, and like, yeah. I And I personally agree with it. I think that's a fucking wicked film. I, I think that's a bit of a high score, but I do. I oh, well, really yeah, like I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't give it 9.8. I would agree that it is a very good film. Yes. I enjoyed it a lot. Revenge of the Sith. Higher or lower than 91 Lower. Lower? I know. I should have thought about how I ordered some of these. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is 80%. Hopefully this will 80? 80%. For Revenge of the Sith? Yes. Can you believe that? Christ There's alive. a couple of mad ones in it. Yeah. Um, Return of the Jedi. Higher than lower than 80? Higher. Just for fun. Lower. <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, I threw this here in five minutes. Uh, it is lower. Yes! Really? Oh, sorry. It is higher. Hey. <laughs> I read the one above. I hate you. Uh, I'm not good at doing the games, by the way. I just want to clarify that right now. Uh, it has 81, so it's 1% oh, difference. Geez. So it's super tight. So, Matt, you got that right. Uh, solo, higher or lower than 81%? See, Solo wasn't hugely across the board, uh, mm. you know, a big success, but... 80 on on sort of like things like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritics that 10 point field is just very crowded yeah 81 that's a very long answer yeah I know I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm actually gonna say higher I'm gonna say lower you're saying higher Joe's saying yeah. lower it's lower is Solo- it actually lower this time mate <laughs> yes Solo got 70% yeah really which is like yeah like 11% lower than Return of the Jedi I bet that's the lowest of all the Star Wars films I would hope fucking not. But I bet it is. I'm going to say right now, you are wrong. Okay. Uh, All right, good. Who got that right? Me. Oh. Attack of the Clones. Oh, yeah, I forgot that's one of them. (laughs) So higher or lower than 70%? See, infamously given five stars by Empire Magazine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, people really really love those long-necked aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Kaminoans? Kaminoans? Uh, oh, so solo lower, with higher. 70% higher or lower higher. lower Joe you're right 66% oh really yes Attack of the Clones is the worst one so surely. it is the worst I fucking hate Attack of the Clones yeah, but the I thought one. at the time it was okay assessed I suppose that is an okay yeah. score for I a film that's that bad I cinema to see that like two or three times I, want, I don't oh. know what I was doing you're a little bit older than me as well you've got no I fucking know, excuse right? I was so excited it's because you also hate sand uh the Clone Wars, the animated oh, film. Oh, lower. Lower, really? higher or lower than 66%. I'm going to say higher. Lower. It is lower by a fucking substantial margin. It's 18%. What? It's garbage. I know, is I, it? I, I, I thought people love Clone Wars. No, the Clone Wars TV series, good. The Clone Wars film, bad. Oh, shit. But is it... 18% bad compared to Attack of the Clones, 66%? I mean, I mean, 66% for Attack of the Clones is overrated anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, the Phantom Menace, higher or lower than The Clone Wars? Higher. Joe? Sorry, say that again. <laughs> You're really enjoying this, <laughs> I was right? Paying, I, was, I was just Fa- doing something Phantom else. <laughs> Phantom Menace. Oh, it's higher. Uh, it's higher. It's 53%. Oh, wow, that's lower than I thought it would be. I thought Phantom really? Menace would have more than Attack of the Clones. I suppose mm-hmm. when it first came out, there was that couple of weeks where it was very positively received. Yeah. and then it We're going to see Star Wars! <laughs> have you ever watched that YouTube video of all the people reacting to when they first came out? Yeah. So, yes, yeah. I have. The Force Awakens. Higher. Higher. Yes, that's an easy one, right? Yeah. 
What so are we talking? 93%. Which Actually, is... Joint highest? Yes, it is joint highest. I mean, the they one, are sort of the same film, aren't they? We got him. Yeah, that's true. So, we got we got him. He's just told us that it's the highest. Now we know what I the know, next right? one is. Uh, and the last one is Empire Strikes Back. So, lower. <laughs> um, lower. It's higher, 95%. You prick! <laughs> I didn't. I almost slipped on it, and then I sort of adjusted to try and bluff you a little bit. Didn't help, because we've both got the same points at the end of this. <laughs> Let's call it a draw. Or I mean, he got 93% at the start, so I think you win. Okay, by Matt, you win. You win we through honour. We never hey. play that again. Thank you very <laughs> not much. Not for I really like the game. Thank you, Andy. But, yes... Maybe not me as the quiz master is probably the best Maybe way not. Doing it. Maybe no. not. Feedback. Uh, Dale, I'll give you a short one. Okay. I think you'll I think you enjoy this one if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Wait, I thought we'd read this on its football day. <laughs> no, leave it now. Because we've said we had a we had a lovely response to its yeah. football day. We've only had one negative response. <laughs> you, you say it's negative. I think it's a positive. Yeah. So uh, this is from Nazim Jamil Mir, and he says in the headline it says Football podcast equals, and then a little emoji of a bell, and then a little emoji of a left arrow and end. <laughs> then he says, mate, and that's M8. Yeah, classic. I deleted that podcast before it even finished downloading. <laughs> Cheers, Nazim. I mean, to be fair, Keep listening. I'm sure there are a lot of people who did the same. Nazim just wanted to tell us. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, if football's not your thing, I completely get it. Why would you want to listen to that? Delete it. Yeah. Probably don't send in an email calling us bellends. So. Well, he said the podcast is is a bellend. Well, he said football club. Yeah, that's weird. Doesn't necessarily the podcast mean we is a are. Bellend. Yeah. <laughs> your, I would love that as a pod. I want a podcast called Your Podcast Is a Bellend. <laughs> I'd listen to it. Nazim, get on it. Yeah, cheers, Nazim. Uh, Matt. Right. You're back on our general topic for the day. That's, that's lovely. So this is from Chris Boots in Blackburn. It says, hi guys, massive fan of the pod. It's one of the highlights of my week to what sounds like a great bunch of mates talking about all the beautiful nerdy stuff I love. And Football Day is a great addition. Nice. There you go. You get praise all round. Except from the Z. I know, right? <laughs> he, he is literally on the floor at the moment. I, I like, I like Nazi. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been playing and finishing Fallen Order in the last week, and as a massive Star Wars fan, I had a great time with the game. One of the biggest gripes I've heard, apart from the spaghetti Wookiees. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen what the Wookiees look like in Jedi Fallen Order, they... Oh, give yourself a little treat. The thing that weirds me out more is how skinny they are. They are very yeah. skinny. Yeah, they all mm -hmm. look weedy. Yeah. Rodney and you know, Nicholas Nonsense. <laughs> They're all Nicholas Lindhurst in the capture. Um, well, the biggest gripes I've heard is that it's too short. I found it pretty much the perfect length, having leaving a compact blockbuster effect, but without without the emotional charge being drained and diluted by 200 hours of fetch quests. Mm. My question is, do you prefer a game like this at the 15 to 20 hour mark, or would it benefit more from a Skyrim or even a Witcher 3 level of depth? Mm. Uh, I think this game mm -hmm. would yeah. not benefit from that. No. Like, it's always game... I, there's a lot of people, myself included, who've come out and been like, the older I get, the shorter I want games yes, to be, which is definitely. particularly common amongst game writers yeah. because you've got to play them all, yeah. so it's <laughs> exactly, easy. Yeah. But really, I think it's always a question of content. Like, The Witcher works as a 200-hour game because it has the flexibility and interest to do so. Like you would feel shortchanged by a 20-hour Witcher. But if The Witcher was a game in the style of Fallen Order and it had its own small 
Witcher side tale to tell, which is kind of its DLC in a way. Mm, yeah. That's a 20 hour game. Like, that yeah, just yeah. makes sense. That's I mean, how would, it, would you want this game to be 10 hours longer, but have 10 hours of filler, not fun stuff to do? Like, just because it's longer doesn't mean it's all good. I mean, not yeah. if I've got to get there via the skids or no, fucking yeah. trying to find invisible wires hanging in the ceiling oh, and stuff God, like that. Yeah, Fuck yeah. me. Um, but so I think that Fallen Order feels the right length, especially because it's also introducing maybe a lot of people to a style of game that can be quite punishing. Yep. And also the idea of, I mean, obviously people did have Dark Souls as their first introduction to that and had to do an 80-hour epic in it. But for Star Wars fans, I think that's the perfect length yeah. to deal with that. Um, I quite happily play a very big Star Wars game, but I think that for me would be Knights of the Old Republic. Absolutely. Thrill. Yeah. Like, mm. I've loved the Knights of the Old Republic as a ways of having a really long, in depth sort of time with a Star Wars and seeing a different side of that universe. If they were to do a third one, and, you know, maybe that could, you know, borrow a few ideas from from this game, but it's not going to be this style of game, yeah. is it? It would be an RPG. Um, and yeah, and I think in general, like you say, Joe, kind of like I generally like a lot of games that are about this length, mm. but also four times a year, I don't mind doing the big, you know, yeah. 120, 200 four hour thing. Four times a year, bloody. I'm a single man. I've got plenty <laughs> of time. <laughs> I, uh, I do like, you mentioned this kind of idea of it being an introduction to a genre that people might not have played. Mm -hmm. I do like this sort of slow move we're seeing to big developers trying stuff in more niche genres but making it a little more yeah. accessible like I played and talked to the developers of Minecraft Dungeons at XO19 and what really interesting part of that chat was they're huge clearly huge Diablo fans mm -hmm. only one of the two really wanted to say that <laughs> um, but and wanted to make a game like that but they also know what their audience is. Yeah. So what they've made is a really, in, well, outwardly right now at preview level, an interesting take on Diablo that works for people who've never played those games, but also has like a little bit to it for people who haven't, or for people who are really familiar with it yeah. and like messing around with the structures of it. I think it's really cool. Mm. I'd it's like to see more of that. That thing like we discuss, you know, quite a lot of discussion around AAA tends to be around the idea of like, there's no risk, there's no innovation. You know, like it's very bold to do a Star Wars Souls Light. Yeah. You know, that, that, this is innovation in Star Wars. It's not just a first person shooter. It's not just a, you know, Force Unleashed style hack and slash. Yeah. Like, this is something really interesting, even though it doesn't succeed in all its goals. I'd rather have that than another 100%. bland first person shooter. I'm into that. Right. Final bit of feedbacks from Charles Fanzi, who we've speak, spoken to you before. Speaking as, to you. Spoken to you, <laughs> as proved by this. Hi all, last time I emailed, I mentioned that I held a D&D &D session that revolved around Dale's short film. Ah, oh, this guy. And he says, <laughs> even though I took liberties with it, sorry. <laughs> That's alright. I believe Matt asked me what I did to put D&D &D into a space setting. What we used was a version of a Pathfinder, but has been worked into a space theme called Starfinder. Mm. Do you know what I've that heard, means? I have heard of this. I'm actually pretty sure that JR over in our US team has been doing something with Starfinder. Oh, okay. The basics of it is almost the exact same to D&D, &D, but has a few different skills and checks. So I just tweaked a few things a bit, which is good enough for us. So there you go. There's your explanation. Yeah. I think that's cool. Uh, anyway, last podcast, you guys talked about game cover art. I think that was maybe two podcasts. No, maybe. Anyway, shut up. <laughs> Me. And if there are any that are cool that we could think of. When you guys started talking about it, I, inst I instantly went to the cover art of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, both the first and second. I think my attraction to them is that it looked like they could just be posters for the next upcoming Star Wars movie. To that point, I think this works out great for games because, in my opinion, they tell a story great enough to be a film, maybe the first one more than the second, but still. Um, which is a good point. I think mm. Star Wars games in general always have quite good art. Maybe Force Unleashed aside. Force Unleashed is 
is a bit... <laughs> Did it have like a collector's edition which was just... Man, I can't remember his name. Yeah, off, the but, poster yeah. man. Yeah, pulling a star destroyer uh, out of the sky, and I think that oh, might wasn't have he been... called Starkiller. That yeah, was yeah. it, Starkiller. Yeah, Dave Stark. Dave Starkiller. <laughs> that's it. Um, and that looked cool, but I just remember the actual covers being a bit very wasn't video game. Wasn't it just him sort of screaming and raging with like lightning bolts coming yeah. out and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, the naughty guy. Lastly, I had a question for you guys that I always wonder myself: What are your thoughts slash opinions? on tattoos specifically if you don't already have one is there anything about gaming or anything about gaming wise or nerdy that would make you want to get that as a tattoo i believe dale already has some but what about the rest of you mm. he personally has a tattoo of the sith empire on his leg i don't know the entire, yeah, empire. The entire <laughs> empire very detailed so that shot in force awakens where you can see it lined up like that would actually that's uh, well apart from the nazi association <laughs> cool tattoo uh, and a sleeve of shenron from Jag- dragon ball z in a japanese style on my right arm uh so i don't know i don't know what, what shenron is, is. <laughs> um but yeah i think it's the dragon oh okay i think it's crazy oh, right, big yeah. dragon with okay. the, the little mustache well, i say little right. big and when i say i think i mean i am guessing <laughs> um so apologies if i'm wrong charles uh tattoos wise i often toss around the idea of getting a tattoo but i think anything i get would be stupid I mean, and i would like it at the time and then i would regret it days later uh, i don't know it's hard to say like you when you haven't got one you don't really know how you react to it i had a dream I've got ones that are stupid though and it doesn't bother me th- this is bonkers i had a dream the other day that i got um a, a tattoo of the logo of the pod bible podcast which is a podcast review program on which friend of the podcast pete donaldson went on and mentioned our podcast once oh, really and in my dream, as thanks to the Pod Bible podcast, <laughs> I got their logo on my arm. It's and a I remember it's a good gesture. And not only did I get their logo, it was a shit version of it. And I remember looking at it straight afterwards and being like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> and then I woke up. I had a nightmare about tattoos. That's how worried I am about the idea of getting um, one. I like, I'm relatively happy with most of the ones I got there's some that I wish I could have got done better and stuff like that but whatever it doesn't really bother me there's so many it doesn't bother me I really for ages now I've wanted a big Star Wars themed mm-hmm. one as well one day I might actually pull my finger out and get it uh, have, you got got any, lot, have you got any nerdy ones uh, I've got a, I've got a lot of music based ones I've got a, there's a Street Fighter one on my wrist here it's Quarter uh, Circle Punch oh uh, yeah got that done when I was just massive into Street Fighter 4 and I just felt <laughs> yeah. like getting it um but yeah, it's mostly music based and stuff mm. like that. Uh, well, um, I've got friends who've got really stupid tattoos. I thought you meant you've got a tattoo of the TV show Friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ch- Chandler's over my nipple. Yeah. <laughs> Could I be any more on Dale's chest? Um, I've got like, so I used to play a Sunday League football team and uh, we made bets. So I made a bet at one point if we finished in the top half of the league, I'd get the league table tattooed on my ass. Christ. But we never did, thank Good. God. <laughs> but some, two of my friends got our le- club logo tattooed on them. One of them got them on his, on the back of his thigh. Not on the back of his thigh, on the back of his ankle. Yeah. It's fucking huge. It like takes over the whole thing. And when I see it to this day, it's, it's like, I can't believe you actually got that. What is the logo? It's just someone, we got a, like a circular logo just right. designed for the football team. And then- It's not the, like E Pluribus Anus from uh, yeah. Community or anything. <laughs> and then my other, thread, other friend got it tattooed on one of his ass cheeks. And to say it overtakes the entire ass cheek is 
not even giving it credit. It like completely covers one ass cheek. It's ridiculous. What? Yeah, that's bonkers. Uh, when I see him, I still remind him. I go. I'm sure he remembers every day. But I like to point out, you've got that tattooed on your ass. If you haven't seen Matt, he's basically a human tattoo sleeve. Oh yeah, so, yeah. absolutely, absolutely no. covered. <laughs> I am completely clean. I was discussing this clean. With- yeah, clean. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> your. <That's very> <laughs> no, I was talking to Krupa about this the other day because I think we both had that idea of kind of like mentally so i'm like I, I quite like something you know i'm a you know quite creative sort of person but i'm like i just don't think i'm a guy for tattoos <laughs> but also the problem i have is like i get super into things yeah and then i'm not as into them later oh, on yeah. and i'm like in a position where i'm super into something i'd probably get it and then sort of like four years down the line i'm like well i still like that but it's yeah. not a massive part I, of my life I don't anymore i think that's as bad when you get in- past your mid-20s mm-hmm. I sort of think like you have sort of firmer ideas of what sort of things you like well you just stop liking things yeah. in my experience yeah, yeah. but if I like exactly what you just said though if I was 18 and got, I'd have like a Limp biscuit tattoo on me yeah. or something oh, ridiculous oh, like that God. so I had been thinking about <laughs> across your forehead that's what I do it for <laughs> I've been thinking of things that I've been into for like you know like I could say I've, for 20 years I've always been into that and sort mm. of like yeah. you know when I was a kid Harry Potter was really formative for me so I thought and it's still today is something that's important to me so I was like well maybe I could have like a Patronus on my get arm get the which little scar on your head I don't fucking want the scar <laughs> I think Terry who works in our LA office has the Deathly Hallows see has the I, Hallows, yeah. I don't like the Deathly Hallows to me is a bit too much of it's a symbol it's like a logo with a trademark on from mm. like Warner yeah. Brothers or something like that alright so, so Terry doesn't listen <laughs> I mean Terry I know I know several people with a Deathly Hallows thing but for me it's oh like, now you're calling her an original <laughs> Jesus throwing her under the bus <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but like for to have like uh, the stag patronus would also double up as like just a nice design of yeah. a stag yeah. oh, and like you know another thing that i know dale will tuck his hand that his Floyd, eyes mate. out sorry oh but wait no um like i quite, I quite like doctor who and i know you fucking I've, hate doctor well, who that's fine not to jim you like what you like mate <laughs> but so like a little judging. bit of gallifreyan sort of text which again is not something that like you just look at and go he's got fucking tardis on his arm or right something yeah, like that, yeah yeah but has a little bit i think in the same way that like you do don't have the words Pink Floyd written on no, you. I have, like, You've got album actually art the album stuff. art, yeah. which means something a little bit more than just. You should have a Dalek peering out of the TARDIS, <laughs> <laughs> just like a little cheeky boy peeking hey. around the corner. Where where am I going to have that? You're going to do uh, it on my back or on something? your ass? <laughs> <laughs> you should have Severus Snape in the TARDIS. Double up, less yeah. ink. Uh, yeah less ink yeah just a little bit less ink (laughs) (laughs) that's what I'd be trying to get Uh, I think that's it we've talked a lot about a lot of bullshit Uh, mostly Star Wars related thank you very much for joining us Uh, we'll be back next week no football day next week we're doing it twice monthly remember yeah Uh, just in case you cared bye (laughs) bye Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.